Welcome to the very first ever SLP Happy Hour Live show. This is just a quick introduction so that you know what you're in for. Um, and we wanted to let you know what we have in store. We are coming to you from our Airbnb in Boston. So if you hear any um, odd noises, just know that we are in a very cheap, I mean, affordable, efficient, <laughs> hashtag lazy lesson, <laughs> Airbnb. And uh, we do share walls with neighbors who uh, we think might be uh, having a good Friday night tonight. And we ourselves uh, just got back from karaoke with some of our new friends that we met at ASHA. We've been having a really good time. So this is our first ASHA. So before we introduce the main attraction, which is our live show, I've never been on it. I've always wanted to know how it is. So we're each going to share what's up, what's down, something that is great about ASHA and maybe something we'd want to change or that we're struggling with. So what about you, Siri? Okay, so my uh, what's down is that I've had a very difficult time finding coffee (laughs) since we've been here. And we've been trying to to work it out, but uh, this morning we had a very helpful uh, podcast listener who pointed us in the right direction, and it was actually fairly easy to find that. But I I needed that coffee, and when we first got here, we walked all around in order to find it, so that's my what's down. And my what's up has been this whole experience and meeting all these amazing SLPs at ASHA. They are the reason I'm going to come back. So even though, you know, you have to basically take a week off work and fly across the country and be stranded at the San Francisco airport. (laughs) Yes, that happened. um, You'd still come back. You want to come back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What about you? Okay, what's up is the same as you just like the community but also like we you and I have never spent three consecutive days together like we've never spent this much time together (laughs) and like when I'm cranky or having a hard time I just think like oh my god my work wife is leaving me now and we're getting a like a podcast divorce but um you've been very patient and wonderful so what's down is some of you can probably hear I'm losing my voice uh we had our live show and then you know we go out to dinner and have to shout or to crowded places and convention centers and have to shout so I'm losing my voice um but excited for tomorrow So what you guys are about to hear is our first ever live podcast recording that we presented at ASHA. Um, And you're going to hear there is a section where we did a little game and we had some pictures that we were hanging holding up. And um, in the in the heat of the moment, I forgot to say the name of the picture I was hanging up, but I I was holding up. But I think Sarah covered for us pretty well and said who who we were holding up. But there was a visual component that uh, we hope you guys can hear in the podcast as well. And then uh, we did have a couple of flub ups as to be expected. uh, But I think we rolled with it and we made it work and it turned out to be fantastic. So I hope all of you that weren't able to make it at ASHA enjoy listening to our first ever live performance. Now on to the show. So, okay, welcome to the first ever live recording of SLP Happy Hour at the ASHA convention. Mm -hmm. We made it. We made it. it. (laughs) 
Um, so I'm Sari Wu, and I have been an SLP for all of one year. I'm working on my second year. Uh, I just finished my clinical fellowship, and uh, this SLP Happy Hour podcast is a passion project for both of us, and uh, we hope that you guys will enjoy the show today. And I'm Sarah Lockhart. I've been an SLP for, I'm going to move this down, for a decade, and I work in telepractice, private practice, and my own clinic, and short-term travel. Mm-hmm. Okay, for all of you that came today, thank you so much for coming out to support the podcast. Um, We are sure that your brains are buzzing after all the information that was crammed into you today. I know that mine is, so we're going to try to keep this episode fun and conversational because that's what we need right right now, and we have a feeling that's probably what we need to. So, uh, what is SLP happy hour other than something that we strongly endorse, right? (laughs) Although, in Massachusetts, happy hour is illegal. Who knew that? (laughs) Who here knew that already? Yeah, so you can't sell discounted alcohol. So, two of you think very smart SLPs. So, um, basically, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about what our podcast is all about and then get started. So SLP Happy Hour, like uh, May shared, is a podcast that focuses on bringing more calm and less chaos into your work and home lives. We offer tips and tricks to help balance uh, the stressful times that you face at work. We talk about burnout. We talk about lesson fails and what it's really like to be an SLP. Um. And I'm going to skip because May talked about some of this, but um, we share all sorts of lazy lessons and new habits we are trying to create. And it's been an amazing experience for us because in January, our podcast will have been going for one year. Mm -hmm. So hopefully um, this will be helpful and we're going to get going. So this is really a chance for us to serve you with exactly what we think you, you need during our hectic work lives, which is um, some tips to make things easier and then encouragement that you are already doing an awesome, awesome job. So we're kind of also guinea pigs and we try out different things. We talk about strategies and we try them out and then we report back on how it works for us so that we don't leave you hanging and you know whether or not it's actually effective. So should we get to it? Yeah. Let's get to it. All right. So one thing I love about podcasting is the friends we've made along the way. So for our first segment, our friend Jesse is going to come on up. Jesse was on episode 20 of our podcast, and Jesse Andrix is a fountain of knowledge for all things self-care. She's an SLP, stress coach, and yoga teacher, and she's going to do a little like fun game yes. segment that we, we, we thought it'd be a fun icebreaker slash as our one year anniversary we thought we'd test and see how well we've gotten to know each other with a most likely to blank game so come on up Jesse. come on up Jesse. we need you for this one and we made props <laughs> wait this one's fine <laughs> this is like our inner our inner self. There's lots of chaos there, and our outer self is very calm. All right. Okay, Jesse, I'll give you this mic, and then we can switch between mm-hmm. that one. No, nope. okay. Switch it around. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Jesse. <laughs> All right, so in this game, we are going to, Jesse's going to ask us questions about which one of us would be more likely to do something. We're going to answer with our photos um, and see who is right here. All right, are you guys ready? I think so. All right, so out of the two of you, 
Who is most likely to fall asleep during an ASHA session? <laughs> very, very honest, very honest. She can fall asleep anywhere. She can fall asleep anywhere. So this is Sari. We both put up Sari. Sari can fall asleep. Like, yesterday we were on the plane and, like, the lights are still on and they have that really loud video that's all about, like, being safe. And I look back and she's already asleep. So. <laughs> it's a skill. So maybe on the flip side, who's most likely to fall asleep first tonight? Wait. Yeah. I, I think we oh, Okay, okay. Neither one of us slept. Winning we, got, we got game. stuck in the airport. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like you'll both just fall asleep yeah. right away. So uh, who would be the most likely to order wine with your dinner? Sarah. Yeah, yeah. we both voted Sarah. Guilty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guilty. Uh, who would be the most likely to order an alcoholic beverage but then not finish it? I always finish. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, knows, Sarah knows what to do with her beverage. I just, like, forget about it. So we all pick Sarah. And I think we can all relate to this one after, after today. Um, who is most likely to stress eat chocolate? <sighs> oh, you, we both picked me. I thought you were going to pick yourself. And I was going to, like, you were going to take one for the team. Okay, I'm the most likely. Okay. Now, talking about stress relief, who is most likely to do a yoga workout? Okay, Sarah. Yeah, nice. Uh, Who is most likely to bring their husband to a dinner out with just the two of you? Sarah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Dan goes everywhere. Sorry, he goes. And speaking of dinner, who is most likely to meal prep for the week? Sarah. Organization is my stress activity. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then who's most likely to eat chicken salad? Every single day, yeah. Sari has yeah. the same chicken salad. So that's why you don't have to meal prep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's got it. She's got it. And who's most likely to not drink enough water? Sari. Yes, that is true. Yeah. That was one of our self-care tips. I was loading up Sari with water actually all day today. Mm-hmm. I was like <laughs> filling up your water. Okay. Yes. All right. So getting into some kind of SLP stuff, who's most likely to color coordinate their to-do list? Guilty. That's Sarah. Me. Yeah. Did you pick yeah. me? Okay. Sure. We both picked That's me. Some, Everything's like Google tables. Some hardcore SLP skills there. Okay. Uh, but who is more messy? Who is most likely to be the most messy? I'm organized and messy, Sarah. Did you pick me? Yeah. Uh, organized chaos. Yeah. Organized chaos. Uh, who is most likely to run late? Probably me. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We both pick Sarah. Okay. Most likely to cry at a sad movie? Sarah. Me. Hands down. Uh, the Mr. Rogers movie. Did anyone see the Mr. Rogers movie? So good. Yeah. Like a hush movie. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Rogers. And who is uh, more of a worrier? I like I don't can't know. pick. We both worry yeah. too much, so I'm yeah. just like twisting sure after after being stuck in an airport. It's like both of you. We're we took turns. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So who is speaking of traveling? Who is most likely to travel out of the country first? Sari. We both pick Sari. Sari's mm-hmm. going to Tokyo. Yep. Spring break, yep. and she's been to like how many countries have you? Oh, been to? I don't know. <laughs> Seventeen. Okay. <laughs> she knows. Seventeen. About. Okay. About. So we're at Asha. Who would be a better Asha president? Sarah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes, Sarah. I don't know that I would want it's to. It's the color coordinating the to-do list. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so who would be a better famous public speaker or a politician? I don't want Same. to be a politician, Sarah. but me. Okay. Yeah. You'd be better. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. And who is most likely to write a novel? Sarah. I think. Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to write a novel. Okay. And who, wow, this is a lot of me. Who would be the better driver out of the two of you? Uh... We both think we're the better. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Let's play play Sarah Sarah. Who would be the better driver in Boston? 
Oh gosh. We, okay, we're both <laughs> small town no. drivers. We're not. We're anxious Wait, city drivers. No. So I don't. Neither one. That's, no. yeah. that's what our buses and trains are for. So, um, who is more likely to spend too much time on social media? Sarah. But to be fair, um, I know some of you have like blogs and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you, it's, it yeah. She has to manage. Okay. She manages our social okay. media that's account. Fair. So that's fair. It's not frivolous. That's yeah. Fair. Who's most likely to spend too much time on YouTube? Rating tutorials, Sari. <laughs> you picked me. I did. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, let's get into some fun stuff. So, who's most likely to bungee jump? Sari. I would never bungee mm-hmm. jump. That sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> most likely to read every book in the local library. Me. Sarah. I read definitely. a lot. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, most likely to join a circus. Sari. Me. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. it would be Sari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would I can't bungee jumping be your skill? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. And who's like most likely to be asleep. on a reality <laughs> TV show? Sari is most likely to be. Mm-hmm. You picked yourself, too. Okay, so maybe just two more? Yeah. Yeah, and who's most likely to, um, or who's the most superstitious? Sari believes in ghosts, so she's superstitious. <laughs> and our last one, who is most likely to move into a tiny house? I think Sarah. I don't think I could do it. I have lived in a tiny house. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. All right. Thank you for coming right. on. Thanks, Jesse. Thank, Thank you. Jesse. That was fun. All right. Okay, let's get the mics back. So, like we said, this is an extra special show, and, and we just wanted to warm up a little bit with that round. Thank you, Jesse, for coming on. Yeah. Okay, so up next is going to be one of our most popular segments, which is called SLP Wisdom, where we share some of the wisdom that we've gotten from others or that we've learned along the way in our SLP careers, and Sarah's going to share her SLP wisdom today. Okay. I thought we were going to do lazy lessons. I'm after. Okay. Do you want me to? No. All right, so I've got it. (laughs) Okay, so SLP Wisdom is a segment that was voted one of our most favorite segments, which is really, (laughs) which is really great. Um, And so it's just where we talk about something that we're learning or working on in our work or personal lives. So mine is to do B minus work. So anyone here can support that? Like, yeah? Okay, okay, so I'll explain why. So to get into grad school, most of us had to do a plus work, or we wouldn't have gotten into grad school. Once we got into grad school, we had to continue to be competitive and to continue to do a plus work. So then we got our first jobs, and we continued to do a plus work. So then in our work settings, of course, there's way too much to do, which is true for any work setting that you want to work in, in this profession. And we kept doing a plus work, or at least trying to. So, but the problem with work is there's always more to do than we can reasonably get done. So here's how to navigate through or what has helped me, um, because I'm hoping that next time I mention B minus work, like everybody hoots and hollers and not just a couple people. So this is why. (laughs) So figure out what's most important, do that, and everything else needs to fit in the margins. Stop doing some things and see if people notice because the chances are with that A plus work, we might be overdoing things or spending more time on non-essential tasks. And I highly recommend the book, Essentialism. That's helped me a lot. Um, So if you start to let things go and they are not a priority, um, 
no one will notice. And if they are a priority, you'll know that that's a kind of cultural priority in your workplace and you will need to get that done. So uh, if you try it out, you might realize a few things like I did. And number one is that no one cares as much about the work you do as you care about the work you do. Um, and then people may, when you start to let things go, people may mention certain things that, hey, I'd like you to do such and such. And to take that not as a personal criticism, but as an education. You're learning the alignment of your workspace and their values wherever you work and what's important to your workplace. So my hope is that by loosening our grip just a little bit and doing B minus work, we can start to, in little tiny ways over time, craft our job into something that we enjoy even more. So what I'm learning is to let things go, spend time where it matters, and to forgive ourselves for the multitude of times where the work just doesn't get done. So the first time I heard Sarah mention this piece of advice, I'll be honest, it was hard for me to swallow, but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I am so new and I was fresh out of grad school and I still was in that mode that I have to get that A, I have to get that A, and stretching myself really thin during my, first, during my clinical fellowship year, trying so hard to do that A-plus work, but just thinking about doing that B-level work actually honestly feels just this sense of relief, knowing that I would still be doing a good job, but maybe I don't need to be stretching myself so thin to get everything done, staying so late to do the prep. So what that would look like for me is analyzing what I'm doing in my work and looking where I can do more simplistic things and still do a good job, but not do as much. Right, and it's not perfect. It's still going to be hard. So um, is anyone willing to try doing B-minus work? Anybody else in support of it? Yay! Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'm happy. You've made my night, so thank you very much. Um, all right, so we are moving on to one of our other favorite segments. Mm -hmm. My cards were out of order, so That's I'm going to it. Which is lazy lessons. Does anyone know what those are? Does that? Okay. So a lazy lesson is really not a lazy lesson. It's an efficient lesson because we are really passionate about um, not spending all your personal money on new supplies and materials and just making things work and keeping things simple. So every once in a while we share a few ideas and of things that we're trying in hopes that it can help you as well. And Sari, our CC, new CCC SLP, um, is our expert today with two, two yep. different lazy lessons. Two short and quick. It was funny that phrase lazy lesson, we used it once on a podcast and we tried to quickly change it to efficient lesson because we didn't want people to get the wrong perspective of, of us. Right, but like it, that's the podcast where they're lazy and yes, they don't yes. like get ready for their class. Yeah. But it caught on so quick and folks, folks were asking for lazy lessons. So we are sticking with the phrase, but it does mean, like Sarah said, more of an efficient lesson. So I have two for you today, and one is just a quick Arctic lesson that you could use for final sounds. Find a nursery rhyme, print it out, have the kid circle the sounds if it's final K, and what I like to do is have them stand up in a group, and they have to say that final sound three times every time it comes up. So they have to think about it coming, get their tongues ready, and say it three more times. So if you're doing final K, maybe Jack be nimble, so they would stand up. Jack, k -k -k, be nimble. Jack. Be quick. 
Jack. Jump over the candle stick. So they have to catch it each time, and if they miss one, then they have to sit down, and the kids get really into it, and it's just fun, and it's quick. Um, another one, the other quick, easy, lazy lesson just involves getting some pieces of paper, drawing some pictures of animals. If you're not a good artist, draw some shapes, tape them up on your bulletin board, and this is for practicing um, location words or prepositions. Tape it up on the board and then have another little picture of something that the kids like, like Spider-Man or another stick figure drawing. If you're like me or Deborah Brooks, <laughs> bust out a quick little drawing, stick it up behind one of the pictures, hide it so the kids can't see it, and then they have to guess where it's hiding. But the trick is they can't say the name of the picture they think it's behind, so they have to describe where it's at. It's, it's in the one that's on top of the giraffe. Okay, and then we look, and if they find it, that's great, they win. It's in the one that's between the bunny and the, and the zebra. I don't think I could draw a stick figure zebra, but that's a, that's a good example. So those are just quick little lessons that you can do without a lot of materials. All you need is paper, and uh, they're quick and easy to implement, and they're a lot of fun for the kids. Aww, <laughs> we like lazy lessons. Uh, and thank you, Sari. Um, so Sari has, she works in the school setting, so these are very clearly, you know, school yes. jobs. Mm -hmm. But Sari is really fun. So what were your two words to describe your therapy? It was like engaging. Engaging and fun. I try, and, that's my like goal every time. Fun. Engaging and fun. And mine was like structured. <laughs> so that's why you're doing lazy lessons. And calm. <laughs> um, so, okay. Up next is our, I think this is our final segment too, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So up next, we're having a lot of fun is our final segment which is our second most requested segment where we um share an answer to a question that someone has asked so we have a couple questions here that people have asked us we're not answering as like experts or someone who knows it all but um these are some really good um questions about what it's like to be an slp and kind of how we navigate things so hopefully if we share what we're working on something uh, that we share might work for you too. So are you ready for the question? I think so. Okay, so here, what's your answer to this one? Emily asked, what is the biggest challenge you faced in your clinical fellowship time? This is very easy for me to answer because I'm fresh out of my clinical fellowship time. I think it was a time management for me. I think I was still learning a lot of the policies, a lot of the processes, so I was really slow at doing things. And still figuring out how to handle things more efficiently and, and not stay late and still get the job done at a level that I felt comfortable with. So for me, I think figuring out how to balance everything and manage my time was one of the toughest things during my clinical fellowship year. What about you? Um, one was isolation. I went to grad school in another state. And the other was just feeling like everyone else had it together, which is a reason why I wanted to start the podcast is um, it seemed like everyone else had it figured out. And now that I've been doing this for 10 years, 11 years, I realize there's no everyone else and no one has it figured out. And like we're all just doing one step at a time. So that was my biggest challenge is like, why does everyone have it figured out and I can't figure it out? That's true. And you see all those Pinterest perfect lessons and you do feel a lot of pressure to be at that Pinterest worthy level. So you're right. That, that is hard. Well, I don't anymore. Yes. <laughs> Maybe when I was. Okay. Uh, second question, ever growing speechy asked, how do you find balance with your personal life, work life and podcast life? Um, well, uh, I, I, kind of feel like the podcast is a hobby and a passion project. 
So I sort of clump it into my personal life category. Mm -hmm. And I think that it has helped me a lot to find that balance. And we keep each other in check. I think having a good friend network and uh, SLP friends and your regular friends to just keep you in check and make sure that you prioritize your home life with your work life. But I honestly think that doing this podcast has helped me survive last year. And it's helped me a lot learning how to balance everything during this year, too. Um, Yeah. So for me, I don't believe in balance. I feel like you have to choose. You only have so many hours in a day. So for me, it's family, my paying jobs, and then the podcast. And like you said, the podcast is fun. And if it ever, like, stops being fun or we're struggling, we'll take a break and come back to it. Mm -hmm. All right. This one is about graduate school. Do we have any graduate school students in here? Yay! <gasps> Grad school students. Okay, so this is for you, you, and you. There's three of you, I think. Okay, so she said, grad school can be a trying time emotionally and physically. Is that true? Okay, excellent. Lots of nods. Okay, what advice can you give a first-year grad student who is feeling the pressure and trying to make the most of enjoying the journey when it feels more like a roller coaster? Mm. Um, so my grad school experience, which I have some folks from my cohort here, yeah. <laughs> um, was working full-time, going to school full-time, and then at my hardest, it was working full-time, part-time externship, plus going to school, and I felt like a little wind-up robot at times, and I think that was the hardest period of my grad school, but to be completely honest, transitioning into my first year was also tough. So I would say find a balance now, get into some habits now that will help you transition into that first year, prioritize those personal times, make time to do it, and start it now so that it is easier when you do start the career. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience was different. So I was in my early 20s when I was in grad school. I didn't have a you know, husband or family, and I was in grad school in another state. So for me, a big part was uncertainty, thinking, you know, am I going to do well at this practicum? Am I going to be able to defend my master's paper, etc.? So I think that part is so nice when you, especially when you have your CCC SLP and you're like, okay, they're not going to take it away from me. I definitely am going to be an SLP. So that feels really good. But that said, I don't think that being a grad student in, in the field of SLP is easier than being an SLP. So if you want to be in this profession, be ready for rewarding work, but also be ready to work hard and be flexible. It doesn't necessarily get easier, but I, working is a lot more rewarding to me than grad school. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Okay. Completely. Um, Brittany asked, what little things do you do uh, throughout your day to stay organized and positive? And just for time, we're going to make this one quick. Okay. Okay. Uh, quick for this one. I find something that's going to motivate me to get through those hard times, whether that be a glass of wine when I get home, a trip to Tokyo for spring break. That's my light at the end of the tunnel. I can get through this hard time because I have something to look forward to. So find that, put it up somewhere where you'll see it. So when you need a visual, you can look and see, oh yeah, all right, that's what I'm like working for and you'll get through it. Okay. I have a bunch, but I wrote a list. So I'm going to run through it as fast as I can. Do one thing at a time. No such thing as multitasking. Amen. Anybody agree? Yeah. Yes. Lots of nods. <laughs> Do not multitask. Uh, number two, check your email no more than three times a day. I check my email constantly and it's a huge time waster. Your inbox is a receptacle for other people's agendas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, do all your paperwork 
ahead of time if you can and take mini breaks. Mini breaks will help you be productive and get more done. They won't take away from your work. Mm -hmm. um, last question. It's a fabulous question. I feel great about this question. It's the one we'll end on. Harley asked, what is the best thing about working in the schools? I feel like I'm only hearing bad things about working in the school setting, which is breaks my heart. It does. So I'm going to get a little sappy on this one because I find working in the schools to be very rewarding because I truly believe that children are the future. And I love the opportunity to help empower kids to communicate and change the future in, in that way. So I, I love it. I love working in the schools because it's rewarding to me. I love it. And you teach them well and let them lead the way. Absolutely. Okay. Um, all right. And mine is I love the independence of therapy. So in other settings, there might be people watching me or like, you know, involved in what I do. So I love that in the schools, I just get to have fun and be goofy. And, be goofy. So, um, and then all kids meet eligibility for services versus in private practice. Um, one of the things I do now, it could be based on income or insurance. So if you meet a certain criteria, which it's hard, not all kids do, um, you will get service. And that's something I appreciate about the school environment. So we could talk all night, but it is time to wrap up. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming out tonight for our first live podcast show. Yeah. And thank you to Jesse Andrix for um, doing our little fun game yes. show segment. Yes. Um, if you listen to our podcast, should we ask or are we too afraid? Oh, sure. Raise your hand if you have listened to SLP Happy Hour before. Oh, that's great. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Okay. So we want to thank you because this has been a really awesome year and it's been full of ups and downs. So thank you for sticking mm -hmm. with us as we kind of learned what what the heck it is we're doing here. So, um, and then thank you to Eric mm -hmm. who made this event happen. <laughs> so Eric truly organized everything. We did very little. We hitched our start at his wagon and we're just here for the ride. So thank you very much. This was awesome. So if you like the show today, website, slphappyhour.com, social media, you know where to find us. We have a brand new Facebook group where we have freebies and behind the scenes stuff. Um, and we hope to see you there. We hope you enjoyed the show and that this has been a little slice of an SLP happy hour for you. We've enjoyed presenting it. Thank you so much for coming. It's a, that was super fun. We hope you guys enjoy listening to our live podcast, and we're sorry if you weren't able to come. We know that some folks, uh, we had a snowstorm here the very first um, night. And we know some folks weren't able to get out because of the snowstorm. We know some folks just weren't able to come out to Boston for ASHA. So we're glad that we were able to record it and bring it to you um, from Boston and hope you enjoyed listening. And we're also glad that we made it in time because we, we kind of refer to it in the show, but we were stranded at the San Francisco airport for mm -hmm. seven or eight hours because of some fires in California, which meant that Instead of arriving the day before the show, like we planned, we arrived the day of the show. So that was a long day. Mm -hmm. So um, those of you who weren't with us you know, in body, I know you were with us in spirit. Thank you so much for your encouragement and excitement about this live show. It's a blast for us, and I hope it was fun to listen to for you as well. <laughs>